with me for sometimes yesterday. Perhaps you might have uh, heard me speak on. Excuse me for a minute as I grab. Just be entertained by the lion that's walking, I guess. I'm just going to grab some notes here. I'm going to grab my Bible, too, if that's all right. Edible shotgun. I always ride around with, with my Bible. My Bible's always riding shotgun. Yes, 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 yes. It's good to have the word of the Lord handy. Um, close to you. You never know. Uh, glory to God. Well, you may have to go somewhere and just give the word of the Lord. And as we um, come back, first let me enter in prayer. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard. Lord God, our hearts burn within us every time you share with us the word and you bless us so richly with your word. Father God, let us not be hearers of the word, but not only, but let us be doers also. That's right, Lord. Let us not just be hearers of the word. But doers also in Jesus' name. Glory to God. We thank you, Father God, for all that you've done. Even now, glory to Akobasharadoso. Even those who are counting on our failure. Even those who don't want us get to get up. Even those who don't want us to uh, finally be blessed in Jesus' name. And we have a thought in our minds that we can't be blessed. We have looked at our situations and said, this is all that it is for me. Um, but the devil is a lie. And the truth is not in him. So we give your name praise, the glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you understand that yesterday when I spoke to you about Matthew 20, chapter 28, 19, we were speaking on how Jesus instructed his disciples to go into bat and to make disciples of all nations. And he said he's going to he's told them to go out and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And in the book of Acts, chapter two, after receiving those instructions, Peter Peter, the apostle Peter, the man that walked with Jesus for three and a half years, the man who um, had the revelation that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that, and that um, glory to God. And, and also, Peter once said this also, after certain disciples had walked away from the Lord Jesus and, and Jesus asked the 12, 12 disciples, will you two go away? And Peter said, where can we go? For thou has the word of life, the words of life. And we know and are sure that thou art the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the Son of God. Are you sure today that he is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, that he has the words of life? Do you believe that with me today? Do you believe that with me today? My God in here, he is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of glory. He is the, and, we, and Peter had received that revelation through God. Hallelujah, because we know that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Do you know what God is at, right? Do you know what God is at? Do you know what God is? Do you understand that God is in Christ, reconciling the world to himself? Hallelujah. Do you understand that? Do you understand that there's uh, therefore no other name given up under the heaven that we can be saved but by the name of Jesus? Meaning that Jesus Christ is the only name we can be saved in. You can't be saved in the name of yourself. You can't be saved in the name of a, uh, of a, of a Republican Party or a Democratic Party. or You can't be saved in the name of Buddha. You can't be saved in the name of Muhammad. You can't be saved in the name of Rado Shadakai, Radoko, of your bishop, or your deacon, or your date. You can only be saved in the name of Jesus. There's no other name given above the heaven that man can be saved by, but by the name of Jesus. Do you understand that? Church folks, do you understand that? You can't be saved in the name, you can't be saved by a Facebook post. You ain't, don't worry about the man to keep posting on Facebook saying that you in sin. 
that man got to understand this. The only way a person can be saved is but by the name of Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes, yes. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Did you understand that you're in Christ? And if you're in Christ right now, you are a new creature. What does that mean? Does that mean that I don't sin anymore? Does that mean that? No, no, you understand. <laughs> uh, when you got in Christ, uh, you're going to understand something. You, you still go to sleep. You still got to eat. You still got this flesh. And as this flesh is getting older, the spirit is getting stronger. Asking from the body present with the Lord. But we discussed that another time. I want to talk about the baptism in Jesus' name. And Peter, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, began to baptize. He said, they said to Peter, what shall we do? Seeing that we have um, caused the Lord to be crucified. What shall we do? Seeing that we are in sin. What shall we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus, of the name of the Lord Jesus, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why did Peter... Why did Peter not tell the people be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost? Isn't that what Jesus told him to do? I submit to you, church folks, and I submit to you, world. I submit to you all that Jesus Christ told him to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But that's not what he told him to say. <laughs> Peter got the revelation and said, we're going to baptize in the name of Jesus because in the name of Jesus, all the fullness dwells. All the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. And that's what it pleased the Father to do. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So, baptism in Jesus' name is right. Once you get that revelation, then I advise you to do just that. I know you already been baptized before. I know you're already in the name of Jesus. Been instructed in some things. But right now in Jesus' name, there are some things that God want to reveal to you. That baptism in the name of his son Jesus is all right. It is right. It is the instruction that the Lord Jesus gave to his uh, disciples, and we're going to follow that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Did you understand that was just prayer, what I just did? All that talking I just did, I've been talking for nine minutes, and that was nine minutes of prayer. That's how you got to keep watching these people in, in the name because we're living in different times. Glory to God. Let me say, we living in times now where you can just be sitting in your car giving the word of God. And somebody might call the police on you. That's what kind of times we living in. But that's all right, though. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says this. In the last days, saith God. In the last days, perilous times shall come. Did you know that? We're living in dangerous times right now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. But we know one thing is for certain. Asking from the body, present with the Lord. I want to go into another word of prayer, and then I'm I'm I'm, I'm give it, give a little something on the baptism with you. I want to really get into some scriptures real quick. Father, we thank you for your special name among men. I cast out every devil. I cast out every foe. I believe you right now. That you're gonna bless us indeed, and enlarge our territory. And that thousands of souls shall come to the name 
of the Lord Jesus Christ and be baptized in your name, be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Amen. Go to the book of Galatians chapter 3. And I'm going to show you some more scriptures concerning the baptism in Jesus' name. These are scriptures that you even know concerns the baptism in Jesus' name. But I'm going to show it to you anyway. Now, the main scriptures I want you um, to uh, keep in mind is Matthew chapter 28 and around verse 19. And then after that, Acts chapter 2 and around verse 38. Uh -huh. Those are baptisms in Jesus' name scriptures also. Let me show you something of this. It says, well, Galatians chapter 3 and around verse, verse 22 going to say this. But the scripture has confined all under sin. We all were under sin that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. That means that we're all under sin and that the promise by faith in Jesus. That, but when you have faith in Jesus What's watch what happened here might be given to those who believe that the, that the promise by faith, the promise, the promise of the Holy Ghost, the promise of being saved, the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit shall be rabble, uh, realized and fulfilled when we believe on Jesus. Not when we believe on ourselves, but when we believe on Jesus. Let me show you something else in Jesus name. Glory to God. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law. Kept for the faith which would afterwards be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ. The law was our tutor to bring us, um, us to Christ. The law was our schoolmaster, our tutor to bring us to Christ. The law showed you that you needed Jesus. Your works and why you couldn't keep the law showed us that we needed Jesus. It's amazing to me now that men are out here trying to tell folks, that they're living saved and that they have no faults and that they have no sin. I'm talking about church. Well, they have no sin. There's nothing on going, nothing going on with them. And they can just live a holy lifestyle with no problem at all. Meaning that you basically, after you got filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit, they've been telling people that since they've been filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit, that they have, don't have any faults. Really? Because the apostle Peter, after he got filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit, preached on the day of Pentecost, had all kind of power flowing throughout his body, still had some issues. Paul had some issues after he got filled with the Holy Spirit. But you, with no, with, with no power to speak of, I mean, I mean unless I'm um, not looking deep enough, but... You have done the same thing that these men have done. These men were writing the Bible. They're healing people. They are preaching and folks are getting saved and delivered and set free. And I'm trying to say, when, when have you done anything that contrary? Because all I see you doing is posting about people on Facebook or saying who's in sin and who ain't going to heaven. All I see you going around judging folks and talking about like, you know, woo. That's what Joe Holy Ghost made you do. Wow. <laughs> ah, you've been hoodwinked. You've been bamboozled. You've been run amok. You've been led astray. The law shows you that you need Jesus. The law shows you that you need an anointing in your life. But watch what I'm, what's going to happen here because we're talking about baptism in Jesus' name. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified. Justified means declared righteous. We might be justified by faith. You cannot be justified by works. How is that you are justified by your works when the Bible says you have to be justified by faith? Declared righteous by faith. But, I, I mean, maybe we got different Bibles. I don't know. But let's keep going. So now, I want you to know that if you believe on Jesus, you church folks now. Because there are church folks right now who don't believe they're saved. And the reason why you don't believe you're saved is you listen to other church folks. They're going around judging you in the church and saying you're not saved. I'm not going to do so much, so much talking on the church leadership. Because if you're under a leadership, be up under that leadership. But one thing about leadership is, is that the people in the Bible, they search the scriptures daily to see the things that the leadership, to see if those things that they were saying were true. So if you're under leadership 
and the leadership is preaching something that's not in this Bible, then perhaps you may need some new leadership. I'm just saying perhaps now. That's how you not speak against the leadership. Now, here's what I'm telling, telling you what you need to do. If you're under leadership and you want to be under that ministry, do not speak or talk against that leadership. You keep doing, they, you know, you keep going. But if you're under leadership, no matter where you're at, and they're preaching the Bible, you have to search the scriptures daily to make sure that those things that they're saying are true. Because if they're saying some things that are not true, then you need to get up off of there. And the Bible says right here in Galatians 3 and 26, uh, excuse me, 3 and 25, excuse me, 3 and 24, that we have to be justified by faith, declared righteous by faith. If you got somebody pulling you in a corner and telling you you're not saved, get away from that person. Now, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, you've been filled up with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and somebody pulls you in a corner and tells you that you're not saved, get away from that person. Now, if they're pulling you in the corner saying, hey, I, hey, my brother just want to know some things, perhaps you might want to do this, and perhaps you might want to do that. Oh, I noticed that you, who you were dating, and you might want to be careful, or, or different things like that sort. They want, okay, cool. That, that, I see nothing wrong with that. But if you pull in somebody into a corner in the church and tell them they're not saved, if you up in a pulpit trying to tell folks they ain't saved, that are filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit and they have believed on Jesus and they have been justified by faith, wait a minute, hold on for a second. Because you can't scare nobody into living right. <laughs> you can't scare nobody and say, boy, you're going to bust hell wide open. You can't scare nobody into living right. Mm-mm. The Holy Spirit would convict you into changing some things in your life and making some corrections. And sometimes people have to go through a whole lot of mess to not touch the unclean thing again. Sometimes. So everybody learns different. Some people learn by trial and error. And some people learn just by listening to instruction. Which type of person are you? But however you're learning, you're going to learn. And you're going to learn today, boy. <laughs> You're going to learn today, girl, because listen, I'll tell you something. When you get into this Bible, it, the Bible it will instruct you on righteousness and how to do things and how to correct yourself and how to do some things. But we have to be real careful as men in God and women of God when we think that we rule over people's faith and we can tell people who's saved and who's not. I mean, wow. I mean, God really, I mean, wow, God, God instructed you to do that, huh? God told you that you can tell who said, wow, really? Well, that's deep, man. That's, that's real deep. But let's go deeper. So Galatians 3, and this is all about baptism, water baptism in Jesus' name. Acts 2.38, water baptism in Jesus' name. This is why we do it. This is why we're doing it. Because we're justified. Watch this now. Let me read Galatians chapter 3 and verse 24 again. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ. The law brings us to Christ. Our, our situations that we go through in life, it brings us to Christ because we see now that we need a Savior. Now watch this. That we might be justified by faith. We are declared righteous by faith. Now let's keep going deeper. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. See, after faith comes, listen, we're no longer under the law. We are no longer trying to be justified by our works. That's what it's saying. We're no longer trying to be, we're no longer trying to prove ourselves that we belong. We no longer try to prove ourselves that we're holy. We don't, we no longer try to prove ourselves that we're righteous because that's what we are. If you're trying to prove yourself to another man or woman in church, good luck. You're trying to prove yourself, that you belong, good luck. But if you know you're saved, you know you belong, then you already saved in Jesus' name. But let me show you something. Here's what Galatians chapter 3 and around verse 26 says this. For you are all sons of God. Did you know that you are all children of God? I'm talking to the ones who are saved. I'm talking about the ones who are filled up with the gift of the Spirit. I'm talking to the ones who are seeking Jesus Christ. I'm talking to the ones who have been baptized in his name. I'm talking to the ones who have been baptized in the Spirit. Did you know that you are all sons of God? But watch this now. Not because you don't drink, don't smoke, don't curse. 
but because you are all the sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. How do I, how do I become a child of God? I got to have faith in Christ Jesus. That's why we're baptized in his name. We're baptized in the name of Jesus, Acts 2.38, because we have faith in Christ Jesus. And we're baptized in Jesus' name for the forgiveness of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you want the Holy Spirit today, get baptized in the name of Jesus and watch God do it. Now, let me show you something else. Let me go to verse 27. Here's another reason why you are baptized in Jesus' name in water baptism. Galatians chapter 3 around verse 27 says this. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. You were, when you was baptized in Jesus' name, you were baptized into Christ. And you put on Christ. What does that mean? Put me in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let me show you what that means to put on Christ. Since you want some scriptures so bad. I got some scriptures for you. Oh, yeah. I, got to, I can be here all night. Boom. I got to go to work, though, but I can be here all night. I turn the light on. I can be here all night, but I may just do that. Don't tempt me now. Don't tempt me to preach all night. Somebody going to get filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Somebody praising. Somebody lifting. Somebody exalt him. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that when preachers start to believe that you can only be declared righteous through the faith in Jesus Christ, then you'll start seeing miracles in your church. But as long as you start, as long as you're thinking it's all about work, it's all about you, then don't worry about miracles. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and and verse 21. Can I show you something? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 says this. For he, which is God, made him, which is Jesus, who knew no sin. Jesus Christ didn't have any sin, folks. He died for the sins. He died for your sins and mine. But Jesus himself didn't have any sins. But he died for the sins of the whole world. Let me tell you something. For he, which is God. Where my pen at? Because I told you I like to write in my, this is my textbook. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, you can, your Bible can be cute if you want to. But mine going to be stained up with tears and marks and saying, Lord, help me. So watch this. For he, which is God, has made him, which is Jesus. Watch this. Who knew no sin to be sin for us. Did you see that? God made his own son, Jesus, to be who knew no sin to be sin for us. That means that all your sins that you ever have done or will do in your life was put on Jesus. So what happened to your sins when you believe on Jesus, when you're baptized in Jesus' name? All your sin was put on Jesus. But Jesus knew no sin. So what happened to Jesus, all Jesus' righteousness then and holiness? Well, I'm glad you asked me. When you were baptized in Jesus' name, when you believe on Jesus, all your sin was put on Jesus, and Jesus' righteousness and holiness was put on you. I hear the devil speaking right now through many preachers and some religious folks saying that ain't true. The devil's a lie. That is true. It's right here in black and white. God put all of the sins of the world on Jesus. And he put, and whosoever believe on that, then God put Jesus' righteousness and holiness on you. Because all our righteousness is as dirty, filthy rags. 
There is no righteousness apart from Jesus. Who do you think about right now that's perfect in the Bible? The only man I can really come to my mind is, that man, is the man Joseph in the Bible who was sold by his brothers into um, a slavery. Now, and when you look at the story of Joseph and how his brethren hated him because he was his father's favorite child and his brothers hated him. And, and, and you read the story of Joseph in the Bible in the book of Genesis. You don't see no fault in this man, really, do you? You really don't see it. Even he, he just, he had chances to sin, chances to be better, chances to do everything. He just wouldn't do it. He just, see to me, if anybody was perfect, I guess it was him. Because I don't see no, really see what he does. I know he got upset when um, he's first seen his brothers after so many long time of them, of they um, sold him into slavery. But other than that, I really don't. But even he needs Jesus. If he was to stand before God saying, God, uh, well, I, I didn't com uh, commit adultery with Pharaoh's, uh, with Potiphar's wife. I didn't really get mad at my brother and I didn't throw him in jail when I finally seen him after all them years. God, I had the dream. I, I did this. I did that. I saved Egypt by interpreting your dreams and all that. And I did all this. And Lord, just let me in to heaven for sin because I'm just so good. That's a dirty, filthy rag. There's no righteousness apart from God. There's no righteousness apart from Jesus. That's why we're baptized in Jesus' name. Glory to God. That first Adam, through for the first Adam, we all fail. But through the last Adam, which is Jesus, we all shall be made alive. For the first Adam was uh, just a man. Mm -hmm. But the last Adam was the Lord from heaven. I feel like preaching. That's all right, though. So that's why. That's what happens. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We are the righteousness of God because of Jesus. We are now the righteousness of God. Because of Jesus. So now if you're baptized in Jesus' name, if you fill up with the gift of the Holy Spirit, I advise you right now to become boldly before the throne of grace. Then you may obtain mercy and grace and help in a time of need. Simply because you're saying, Lord, look at your son's sacrifice and what he did for me on the cross. And see me through the eyes of your son, Jesus. Now let me go, go to Mark chapter 16. Let me say, show you what happens to you when you're baptized in Jesus' name. As we as we proceed to give you what you need, and as we, uh, I I guess I call this a revenge tour, but it's a revenge tour on the flesh, on the enemy, and on principalities and spiritual weaknesses in high places. Now we gotta labor more than them all. That's what we have to do because when you obtain that kind of mercy, you say to yourself, "Well, I can't pay the Lord back." But I can labor more than they all. <laughs> That's a revelation that you're going to have to get by yourself. Mark chapter 16 and around verse number, uh, verse number, well, just verse number 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Did you see that? Did you see that? Go into the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. They're going to preach. But watch what else is going to happen. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Did you see that? This is what Jesus said. Now, I don't know what people have been preaching to you. Like I said, you're going to have to watch folks pulling you into the corner. Telling you not saved. Is somebody pulling you into the corner and telling you you're going to hell after you don't got preached to and you don't believe you don't got baptized, you got saved, you got filled with the Spirit of God. Get away from that person. Get away from them quick. But if somebody's praying for you, that you um, end your addictions, or you walk worthy of the vocation which you've been called, you might want to talk to him. He who believes, and see, it's different from somebody trying to help you and somebody trying to hinder you. Judgment hinders, but loves edifies. Uh, what in the world? 
Excuse me for a minute, y'all. Mm-hmm. So you got, you got. Sometimes you gotta watch, pray and preach, cause I don't know what's going on out here. In the name of Jesus, Oh yeah, y'all watching out for me too. If y'all see somebody in the background looking funny, do something like this, cause I'm gonna have to get up out of here. So he said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Oh, let me read that one more time. And let me tell you, because sometimes I like to say what it doesn't say before I can put you in the mind frame of what people have been telling you in the corner. They telling you stuff in the Bible that the Bible didn't say. But watch this. So let me read this again. He who believes and is baptized, but he's uh, caught up in adultery, will not be saved. He who believes and is baptized, but if he's a whoremonger, will, be, will not be saved. Wait, wait a minute. He who believes and if they got a checkered past, they will not. He who believes and is baptized, but you know what? If, 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 he, if he makes a couple mistakes, we don't know if he can do it. He who believes, but if he's struggling to, in his calling, he's struggling in his marriage, he's struggling in his mind, he's, he's from job to job, from place to place, from woman to woman, from church to church, he really can't figure out where he belongs. He just really, I mean, I don't understand this guy. He, he, he shall not. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. You know why? Because we just read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 when you know that exchange has taken place. So when the exchange has taken place, it's Jesus' righteousness on you and your sin on him. That's the goodbye. That's the exchange. This change has happened, baby. Now, you think you're getting to heaven because you're good? You think you're going to heaven just because you don't did everything right? If we think we was going to heaven based off our acts, then we don't, we don't, you don't lost your mind, baby. You're going to heaven because, because you believe on Jesus. He's paid the cost. He's paid the way. It's like a man. I used to go to church with my auntie. I used to go to church with my auntie and uncle. And, um, and these were no, no Mickey Mouse trips either. I mean, these just weren't no... Just, Going to the, if you from Pine Gary, they weren't going to the meal down and saying, come on with us. No, they was like, hey, we going to this exotic vacation. Oh, my God. What do I have to pay? And the cost was nothing compared to what the total cost should be. You're like, oh, that's all I got to do? Well, here I come. Jesus Christ has paid it all. The only thing, it's like somebody telling you, hey, come on down here. We got a cruise going on. Boy, we going somewhere everywhere. Oh, we going, oh, my God. All them places y'all going, that's must going to be a lot of money. Oh, no, man. All thing I need to do is believe on Jesus Christ. And, 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 and you're going to have some streets of gold. You're not going to cry no more. You're not going to weep. Um, you, I mean, you got all this going on. I mean, I mean if you get all the thing you got to do, well, you sure? Because that sounds like a lot of money. Y'all sure y'all don't need me to help out? And No, man, it really don't, we don't really need you. We just need you to give God a praise. We just need you to believe on Jesus. I just need you to believe on his death, burial, and resurrection. I just need you to believe that he has died for you on the cross. I just need you to believe in the gospel. I just need you to get baptized in Jesus' name, filled up with the Spirit of God. Use you a child of God. Come on down here, man. I'm telling you, man. Just, just get on down here. We, we got it for you. You don't pay for anything. Come on down here. You show sure? I me. Mean, I mean, I... So, now imagine this. Let me show you something. Imagine if that happened and you have some kind of relative or something. I'm calling you on the phone. You're my relative, my friend, whatever. Hey, my man, how you doing? I'm getting ready to go on this trip, man. Hey. Where you want to go? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh London. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, listen, Paris. Okay. Yeah, listen. We're going to Paris, France. And I tell you what, come on, man. Don't even worry about it. I'll pay for your airfare. I got your hotel room. I don't pay for everything, man. Just, just get on out here, man. We, we just come on. We just, the only thing that person I'm on the phone with got to do is believe it. And they believe it and they go and they fly over there. Now, watch this. Can you imagine, though? If that gentleman that is calling the phone after I don't pay for his airfare, after I don't pay for his hotel room, and the only thing he had to do was get there, can you imagine once he get there, he cussed me out? <laughs> Here's what I'm saying. When you know Jesus don't pay the cost, you can't help but to live for him and live right. But I'm not living right for him. 
to get to the spot that he told me that I'm going because he's already paid for that. He's already done that. Now, if you there's nothing that man had to do if he's one of my, he's my best friend in the world. And, and I told him, hey, man, come on down here. I got you. Don't even worry about it. I got your airfare. I got your, you know, your car, whatever you want, whatever you want, man, I got you. The only thing you got to do, man, just believe it and just come on down here and make some, come on with me, man. We got it. He goes down there. The only thing he got to do is believe it to go. But there's nothing that man had to do to get me to do all that. There's nothing he had to do to get there other than to believe that I had uh, paid the cost. I did it all. But he doesn't have to act in a certain way for me to get for me to do that because I've already done. The only thing he had to do when he get there, and then once he get there, of course he's gonna be grateful. Of course he's gonna give God glory. Of course he's gonna praise God. <laughs> <sighs> stop trying to be righteous and stop trying to be something and just believe that you are. Stop trying to be righteous and believe that you're righteous. Stop trying to be saved and know that you are saved. You're already saved. It's already done. The only thing you got to do is believe it and walk in it. And because you know you, he's paid the cost, you're so grateful, of course you're going to live for him. Of course you're going to give him glory. Of course you don't want to, um, in the name of Jesus, go back. Of course you don't want to um, be caught up in certain sins. Of course you're not want to, you know, because you want to please the one that has called you with such a high calling, a heavenly calling, and a holy calling. Of course you want to please him. Of course you don't want to be out here uh, fornicating in the dark. Of course you don't want to do that. Because you're trying to please him who has called you. But I'm not doing those things to be invited in. Because he's already paid the cost. And I'm already believed it. So I'm already in. That's why you got to understand kids nowadays. If you don't pay the cost. If you don't went to work. If you don't pay the bills. That's why I'm so hurtful for parents. When they're ungrateful. And they're talking all. You know. Well, you don't lost your mind. I've been here home. About to home. Went to work and paid the cost. And did all this. And now you want to be ungrateful. But even if they're ungrateful, they steal yours. Sarabo. Yeah, you still can come in. But you're under some scrutiny, but you still can come in. Shamu Because the only thing you had to do to be invited in is to be my child. Jesus Christ has paid the cost for us. That's why we're baptizing and saying, let me show you, I don't I don't, I don't at all. Uh, who he believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. That's how you go to hell. I once asked an apostle. It was two apostles. It was two apostles I was talking to. And that's what their title were. Yes, and so I respect the title. You call yourself an apostle. They, somebody, I mean, God called you, you know. Who am I to say, you know, ain't God. So God got, you know, I can't understand it either. Why would I tell a man he ain't called to do what he's doing? If a man walk up and says he's a bishop, he's an apostle, he's an archbishop, whatever he's got title is, who am I to say you're not there? What are you talking I, I ain't called him. I ain't got what I mean. He called himself apostle. I called himself apostle too. <laughs> That's the Lord built to me that he's not. <laughs> so I was talking to two apostles. And I asked the first apostle, I asked him something. I said, apostle, what sends a man to hell? He said, sin. You know, man ain't repenting of sin. He's sin. Okay. So I asked the second apostle. I said, apostle, what sends a man to hell? He said, brother, when a man doesn't believe on Jesus Christ. And that's right here in the Bible in red. Mark 16. And around verse 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. That's what sends a man to hell when they don't believe on Jesus. When they don't believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When they don't believe that Jesus Christ died for sin. And when you don't believe in it, that sends a man to hell.
But if you sin, sin sends a man to hell, then we all going to hell. Because all that have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. <laughs> so you think gonna be being you, you think when the Lord comes back and crashes the sky, that you're gonna be repentant, repentant of all sin that you ever done and all that, and, and, and you just and you think because of that you go no. It's coming back for those who believe on his son Jesus, come back for those who've been baptized in Jesus' name, it's come back for those who've been filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit of God. Oh my God, this is this is deep. This is some deep teaching. Go with me to John. You don't believe me then. So go with me to St. John chapter 3. Because somebody said they still don't believe me. So, you can know all the books of the Bible. But if you don't believe on Jesus, you can be descendants of, you can be bloodline descendants, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But if you don't believe in Jesus, you can be rich, poor, black, white. Church of God in Christ, Christ in God, Apostolic, Lutheran, Pentecostal, whatever you call it yourself. But if you don't believe in the gospel, but one thing is for certain, the gifts and the calling of God without repentance. So the Lord Jesus is going to save his people Israel by any means necessary. Oh my God, and yeah, I love that. He's going to save his people Israel. I know you don't like it, but he's going to save his people Israel by any means necessary. Let me read you a story about, you know, you know, I just told you that if you believe if you, you're going to heaven, you just seen that in Mark 16 and 16. If you believe you're going to heaven, and if you don't believe, you are condemned. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. And then we'll pick this up by tonight. But let me show you something in John chapter 3. This is my main man, Nicodemus. There came, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Yeah, he was a Pharisee. He knows all the books of the Bible, perhaps. He's, he, he, he's, he's very religious. He, he's very traditional. He has all the things going on. Get what I'm saying? That we tell people they have to, this is what we tell them, because this is what we tell them people, how to be saved today. We're saying that, you have to, you know, do this thing. He attended all the Bible studies. He went to all the synagogues meetings. He don't been to all the revivals. He don't been to all the holy convocations. Whenever the church doors is open, he's there. I mean, he the man, right? Got to be saved based, based off that, right? Let's see something. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. My grandma used to say something very interesting. She was talking to one of my cousins, and I was just, I was trying to laugh. Um, we were all sitting in the living room. My cousin at the time, she was dating this man. And um, and my grandmother told her, she was saying, baby, if a man only wants to talk to you at night and only wants you to come around at night, that's not no man for you. He ain't trying to be seen with you, you know. He ain't taking you out nowhere, you know. <laughs> I mean, the only time he talked to you was at night. The only time he wanted you to come over is at night. You need to leave him alone. <laughs> and then she didn't believe it. So and my grandma was interested. This conversation was interesting. She said, she said, well, ain't that right, Timmy? Well, my nickname was, she ain't that right, Timmy. I'm just like, grandma, you don't put me on spot. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I hope she was saying that because, I hope she was saying that because, um, Oh, my, maybe some wisdom I must have had, but I hope she wasn't saying it because she looked at me and my situations, what I used to do. I'm like, grandma, you, you trying to say I'm on some crazy shit? But anyway, that was quite funny. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. He ain't trying to be seen with Jesus during the day. Are you a nighttime Christian? You don't want to be seen with Jesus at night when nobody's watching. I'm asking myself that. I'm not even asking you that. I'm asking myself that, baby. It's time to come out of the darkness into its marvelous light. Oh, my God. When a man lights a candle, he ain't trying to put that candle up under something for it. No, he puts it in the room for it to be lit up the whole room. It's time for our little light shine before men that made me see our good works and glorify our followers in heaven. Let me show you something real quick. So this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi. We know that you are a teacher from God, 
For no man, no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now watch, this, watch what Jesus said. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless you are perfect. Oh, he didn't say that. Unless you don't drink, don't smoke, don't curse. He said, unless you never fornicated, unless you never committed adultery, unless you uh, never looked at pornography, unless you never picked up the weed, unless you... And... Oh, I'm, my bad. I was looking over there. I'm just going over things he didn't say. But he did say this. Unless you attended all the Bible studies, unless you was at the conference, unless... We get together in church mainly also to strengthen one another. Yeah. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let me show you some else what it said. He said, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? I know some women probably like, oh, no, you ain't coming back in here. <laughs> Can you imagine going to your mom's? You're about fifty years old. You about you know you might be a small a small child, big child, whatever. You coming back? You saying, "Hey, mom's, hey, I'm gonna, I got to enter in second time to that womb, so get ready." She gonna know you ain't coming back in here. If you try to be born again, it won't be here. He ain't talking about that kind of person. Let me show you something. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time to his mother's womb be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Acts 2.38 says this, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You're going to be baptized in water in Jesus' name. You baptize in water in Jesus' name. And you baptize in the Spirit in Jesus' name. That's how you get to heaven, according to Jesus. Now, unless you're going to overrule him, then, hey, man, you're a bad boy if you're doing that. That which is born in flesh is flesh, and that which is born in spirit is spirit. Do not marvel. I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it. And you can, but cannot tell where it goes from or where it's going. Such as everyone that's born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things? Let me read that again because I wasn't going to explain that, but I, I feel the need to. For those who have been baptized in the Holy Ghost, when you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you can be sitting here, normal as me, just talking. And then sometimes, out of nowhere, you could just speak in an unknown tongues. You could praise him, God. You get to lift him up out of nowhere. And then, you know, you back calm, back normal again. When you hear the wind, you can't tell which direction it came from. You can't tell where it come from. And you can't tell where it's going. Such are they that are born of the Spirit. My brother, my sister, get baptized in Jesus' name in water baptism today. And get filled up with the gift of the Holy Ghost today. For Holy Ghost and water baptism is for you. You're going to get baptized in Jesus' name in water. Man is going to do that. But when you baptize in the Spirit, the Lord himself does that. This is what just Jesus, Jesus told him, this man that's supposed to be a teacher of the law and different things. See, um, you can know all the books of the Bible and still not know God. <laughs> that's why I'm, I mean, I... Sometimes I'm impressed not. That's why I'm never impressed with somebody who can quote all the books of the Bible. Oh, it's Genesis, Revelation, and all that stuff. People start writing them off. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. But I do know this. You can know all the books of the Bible and still not know God. You can know all the books of the Bible and still not know nothing about the gift of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit. Oh, that's another thing. Oh. Jesus asked and said to him, Are you a teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, We speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended up 
to heaven. This is another revelation. Jesus Christ is getting ready to give you revelation about himself. I want you to hear it. Uh, John chapter 3 and verse 13. He says this. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. That is the son of man who is in heaven. Whoa. Did you catch that? You probably didn't catch it, did you? Jesus Christ is telling Nicodemus, no one has ascended up into heaven, but he, Jesus Christ, who came down from heaven, even a son of man that is in heaven. But yet he's talking to Nicodemus on earth at the same time. Jesus Christ letting you know who he is. He says, even though I'm walking, even though I'm wrapped in his flesh, and even though I'm walking these streets, even though I'm out here preaching and talking to you, I'm still in heaven right now because God is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. <laughs> and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. In the book of Numbers, I believe it's chapter 21, there was a serpent. There was serpents going around, and when he was in the wilderness, they would, they would bite the people. So Moses made a brazen serpent. Whosoever was bitten. When Moses helped that serpent, all they had to do was look at that serpent and be healed. Well, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, whosoever was bitten by the sin, all you got to do now is look at the cross and believe on his death, burial, and resurrection. Believe on his sacrifice for sin at the cross, and you shall be healed, delivered from any sin. The other word says, no sin that you have committed that the cross can heal. I'm going to write that down. There is no sin that you committed that the cross can't heal. Oh, my God in here. And that's why we baptize in Jesus' name. And let me give you a little bit more as the clock is running out. The clock on the wall says time to go, but let me show you something. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. This is what Jesus said in John 3 and 15. He said the Son of Man must be lifted up, and that whoever believes in him is going to hell. Wait a minute, man. John 3 and 15. Whoever believes in him, um, I'll tell you what, but I'll tell you what, if his life ain't really lined up that right like we want it to, he's going to hell. No, he said whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In John 3, 16, one of the most famous verses in the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you have everlasting life if you believe on Jesus. Get baptized in Jesus' name. Get baptized for his glory. Get get. Get filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit of God. Get up under a church that's teaching on the gifts, the gift of the Holy Spirit of God. For God loves you, baby. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God bless you. Keep it. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.